I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. And Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello there. I try to switch it up almost every time just to make sure that you don't know I'm keeping you on your toes, although there is only two of you, so it's very difficult to do that sometimes. We have such a tremendous opportunity today. First of all, we should tell you about a a show that is dropping on Disney Plus today called Big Shot. You definitely should go and check this out, and we actually get a chance, an opportunity to speak to one of the co-stars of that show Jessalyn Gilsig, and I can't wait to get to talk to her. She is someone who uh, you may recognize from shows like Vikings or Glee or Nip Tuck, Boston Public. There's so many acting credits to her name, and she's just such a prolific actor. I can't wait to have this conversation. Brett, your thoughts? I can't wait either. I mean, iconic, iconic roles in iconic shows, and we get to talk to her, and I have lots of questions. So, I'm excited about this. So many shows that, you know, in this age, golden age of television, to be a part of one of these shows is a big deal. And she has had uh, so many strong roles in almost like just a, a just a cavalcade of them. Uh, Vanessa, your thoughts? I'm very excited to talk to her. Well, and first of all, we we are all so invested in these shows on Disney Plus and seeing what they become. And I think we've all really been enjoying what's been put on the platform. So I'm excited to see this new show and I'm excited to talk to her and 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 hear more about her career. I agree. So let's go right to our interview with Jessalyn. We are so fortunate today to be able to talk to Jessalyn Gilsig. How are you today? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you doing? We're doing really well, really well. And of course, uh, we want to talk to you about uh, your acting experiences. You've had so many great acting experiences throughout your career. But I I do want to start with Big Shot uh, because the show premieres on Disney+. Plus. Actually, if we've done our math right, it will uh, premiere today. So how exciting is it uh, to be able to work on a show for so long and then finally be able to bring that show to the audience? I am so thrilled that we're at this moment because this is a pandemic show, which is to say that we started filming it really uh, the season. We got the pickup in January of 2020 and we're shut down like everybody else, March 13th. At that point, I think we were on our fourth episode and we had six episodes remaining. And then we were shut down three times after that. And we actually ended up finishing the show in 2021. So what should have taken us about four months took us over a year to complete. Uh, So, you know, I actually felt like I was one of the luckiest people because I worked through the pandemic. And so many people were not able to leave their homes, not able to go into their work physically. And we were in this exceptional position where we were figuring out how to navigate the pandemic and be productive. And, uh, but we definitely had days where we thought, are we ever going to finish this show? So we finally finished it a couple of months ago and and now uh, we get to share it with the world and I'm thrilled. That's so great. And you know, so you're kind of experiencing, we all 
the the phrase the new normal is getting old already but there there are going to be things after this pandemic that change for every aspect of life and especially when you're talking about television and film where you're working in such close proximity to each other can you talk about as an actor some of those uh, procedures and how that changed because like you said you got to sort of experience the whole thing <laughs> throughout this last year so um, were there interesting procedures or anything like that that you had to work around uh, while you're with your fellow co-stars? Yeah, that's such a good question because the nature of our work is so intimate. I mean, both uh, not just physically, but just what we're doing is about human connection. And so I know that I was skeptical. I was very, very nervous about the idea of everybody wearing PPE. I was really nervous about, uh, you know, just being able to rehearse enough and being able to feel prepared enough. And I would say the first couple of days were really difficult. And you started to feel like, did I really manage to accomplish what I felt I needed to do for that scene? And then what's so wonderful about our industry is that it's all about problem solving. That is what filmmaking is. And so we just kept modifying things and then we ourselves had to adapt. And if anything, you have to just think a lot faster and not, you just can't indulge that time of hanging out together and, and processing things. And you have to take a lot of responsibility, which you should do anyway, but we had all gotten kind of lazy, you know, of sort of, well, figure it out on the day. I'll, you know, we'll hash it out in the moment. And in reality, you kind of have to come in with some ideas and be ready to drop those and pick up somebody else's as quickly as possible, because really what you're talking about is people's health and safety. So you can't make it about yourself. You really have to make it about this collective experience and it being successful. I think we also felt like we were making a case that it could be done. Mm -hmm. And so it was really important that we show, yes, we can still work. We can still keep people safe and deliver a product. And it's one of the gorgeous things about what we do is it's all about collaboration and it's all about people making space for one another to be able to do their jobs. And not surprisingly, you know, we, we managed to do that. And that's, it's one of the reasons I'm very proud to be a part of this kind of industry because it really is so beautifully collaborative. Well, a lot of times when you talk about acting, uh, the three of us actually met through th through doing theater and um, <gasps> you, you talk about being proactive and not reactive, right? And that's kind of what you're explaining is that the, the industry may be built for this kind of a thing because they can be more proactive about things, be collaborative about things and really help that be flushed out and make those procedures moving forward. So that's wonderful to hear. And we can't wait to watch the show on Disney plus. And so Vanessa has our next question. Great. For our listeners who may not know, Big Shot is about a hothead men's basketball coach who is given a chance for redemption with a coaching position at an all-girls high school. I find this really exciting because it kind of reminds me of a league of their own, uh, which everybody loves. And so we wanted to ask, um, how would you describe the show and, and do we get to see kind of a, a girl power vibe in it? Yeah, I, uh, I love that description. I think one of the things that excites me about the show is I do think it's reflective of the fact that we've become more evolved in how we tell stories that feature female characters. 
So instead of the show being about, oh, Coach Corn, he stuck with all these girls, what a nightmare, which maybe mm -hmm. would be the story that we would have, would have been made when I was a kid. Now we're also telling the story of these young women and their relationship to their sport, to their athleticism, to uh, this moment in their lives. And when they meet this coach who, to be honest, is overqualified for the job, it challenges them to step in and, and grow because of this new relationship, which one of the things I like uh, that happens very early in the show, and it's my character sort of is very protective of the girls, because I think a lot of times in schools, we're trying to um, kind of cater an experience all the time that's very protective and kind of shuttle them through this like very safe environment. This is safe, this is safe, this is safe. And then uh, John's character comes in and says, that's not how you win a basketball game. You know, and that's not real life. Life isn't this protected tunnel that you're all escorted through. And at some point we have to let our kids be exposed to hardship and failure and fear and doubt. And he kind of, he kind of disrupts us. And I think in a really sort of interesting and effective way and seeing the girls and how they deal with that, I feel that's the story that we've been missing. And I'm really proud that we get to explore that. That's, great. That's just wonderful. Brett? I'm so excited to hear about your show. And Thank I'm sure you. I'm going to be watching Big Shot right after our interview. And there's a, there's a possibility that um, when it does premiere, uh, and it has premiered now, okay, there's sort of a time sort of thing here. But I would have watched it at like two or three o'clock the morning because I've been watching all of the, the WandaVisions and all of the other Marvel stuff as soon as it comes on. So I'm one of your first viewers. How's Yay! That? Thank you so much. That's great. I love to hear that. That's wonderful. So, thank you yes i'm like going i'll just keep a you know keep the alarm on friday for two o'clock in the morning so. okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the same thing i never thought of that i'll do the same <laughs> yeah so well uh, is there anything you else you can share about um your character holly barrett and your story yeah so holly is the assistant coach at this girl's school she's also a teacher she's a more traditional you know member of the faculty and but she's passionate about basketball she played in high school and she's passionate about the girls. She's extremely protective of them. And when Coach Corn comes in, I, I, she's really excited about this. You know, he's he's a massive, you know, celebrity coach, and it's a big deal, especially when you're passionate about the sport. But what it also wakes up in her, which I found really interesting, is why doesn't Holly have that job? Right? Why mm -hmm. she was the assistant coach, the coach left, and she didn't get promoted. And so we really get to explore that as well. What's that about? And how much of that is because of a system that didn't recognize her? And how much of that is also because she didn't put herself forward and mm -hmm. step in and, and ask for what she had earned. So there's just really fun things that you get to explore like that. And then that are, I find highly relatable. And then I get to play with John Stamos, which I don't know if you guys have, I mean, he's obviously the biggest Disney fan who is that oh my guy? gosh <laughs> yeah who is what? <laughs> he's a, you guys are gonna love him he's a little yeah. known actor but uh but absolutely delightful uh like, breakout I mean, role yeah exactly finally the world gets to meet john Seymour. <laughs> but have you guys have you guys uh, spoken with him 
No, we not yet, yet but not uh, yet. <laughs> but we actually, yeah. you know, it's funny because Brett, we have a question later on, and and maybe actually now would probably be an appropriate time to even ask that. But but um, Brett and Vanessa have some stories about John Stamos uh, indirectly, <laughs> sort of, so. indirectly. made up, sort of. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We but, we just uh, when we've gone to Disney, uh, we we've always uh, not been able to get into a restaurant, and we're fairly certain it's because that Stamos guy has got the reservations, and we can't. Uh, get in. Oh, that is yeah. I, he may he may have he may have a fixed reservation. Well, it's, it, that's even more, there's Disney. even a little bit more of a story, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and then we met someone who really so we we kind of guessed, but we met someone who it really was John Stamos that had oh the reservation. So, so it's like a, we're getting a pattern here with that guy. So, but that's okay. We'll talk to him it. about it. Yeah. And it was another Vanessa Ferguson. So he yeah, must be, yeah. he must have it out for Vanessa Ferguson's and yeah. their Disney dining, you know, experiences. I'll ask him. Anyway, I'll check, I'll if you could. Yeah. But anyway. he, he, I'm excited for you guys to talk to him because you know he's passionate about Disney. Mm-hmm. He really, really is. Uh, um, but uh, he's also fantastic. He's just fantastic to work with uh, because just as his personality would suggest, he's extremely dynamic. He's passionate and he is so loose and free and really only will do something if it's authentic and if it's justified and if it's supported. I mean, the lo- he's truly like a theater actor. You know, this, everything we do feels live. Um, and so that sort of from myself as an actor was really exciting, but I also think from a character standpoint, it's like this new energy comes into your space and everyone's sort of trying to figure out, wait a second, maybe I've become complacent in my life. Like maybe I need a little bit more of this dynamic sort of unpredictability. And he, and he brings that into the, into our environment. That's so wonderful. And I'm so, I'm so excited for this show because we have had so many great established properties already being brought to Disney plus we've had the Mandalorian, we've had WandaVision, we've had Falcon and the winter soldier, but you really represent a a new crop of shows that will be original to Disney plus. And I'm so excited to be able to dive into that. So we certainly have more big shot questions coming up, but we did also ask our listeners uh, what questions they may have for you. And Jay is a huge fan of Vikings. Um, and he wanted us to ask this. So you've been part of so many great TV shows, whether that be Nip Tuck or Friday Night Lights and, of course, Glee. I mean, that that's an incredible list. Uh, any individual of those shows would be just incredible to be part of. But when you joined the cast of Vikings, it was a TV show for the History Channel. So his question is, um, did you have any trepidation that a dramatic series like this could work on the History Channel? And were you at all surprised with how ultimately this became a juggernaut of a show for that network, considering what they had aired in the past? Hi, Jay, thank you for your question. Uh, and it's a great question. And I'm, and I'm thinking back to that time, I would say I, w- I wasn't nervous because I actually, there was, as, insofar as one can control the trajectory of their career, which I have, clearly have had no control over. It all feels very random, which you as actors can understand. In retrospect, it looks like it had a plan, but it doesn't really. But I do know that that was the moment when we started to realize that TV wasn't going to be limited to these known entities, these, you know, that these, that, that suddenly we were redefining who could really deliver content. And so I think in that sense, like I knew a lot of the people involved and I, I really wasn't worried about the platform it was gonna be delivered on. And, and, and also even those rules, I mean, you can, you can 
film a show these days for one network and two months later, you're on a completely different network. So I'm not as attached to those things. What I was nervous about was I, that was my first job after Glee. And I remember being in Ireland and I remember walking on the set. I was walking into the great hall with Gabriel Byrne and I was dressed like this Viking queen. And I thought, are people just going to watch this show and say, why is Terry Schuster, you know, <laughs> in, in this Viking palace? You know, I was really nervous about everybody else looks so authentic. And I was just so afraid that I would pull the show down because of that association. Uh, and one of the ways that we dealt with that, which was superficial, but I think worked was I, I dyed my hair. Um, but I really just was so worried that it would just, that the whole thing would fall apart as soon as like Terry Schuster came in the room. So that was what I was worried about. Well, and, and Jay, I will say he followed up with that. Um, and he really has uh, high praise and compliments for your character, Siggy. And uh, he talked about how your character in particular kind of set the stage as a viewer that this wasn't going to be some fantastical show about Vikings. It was going to be more than that. It was going to be a show about survival and your character having to befriend people that really she was enemies of and uh, that all that to survive. So he wanted to know a bit, just a bit about the um, experience of acting out sort of what became a, a Shakespearean drama about Vikings, really. Jay, thank you. You know, this is the show of everything I've ever done where I feel that people really, it's almost like they, they lived it like they were reading a book, you know, and people would bring it, bring things back to me such as this, where the, the viewing was, was really detailed and invested. And that's incredibly moving as an actor, you know, because you care a lot about what you do, but you're trying to entertain people and you know people are busy and you don't expect them to be so deeply invested. But this was a show where people were. And as an actor, it was a dream. I mean, first of all, they built these spectacular sets. They were very clear that it had to be an immersive experience for the audience. And so we as actors, you know, we, we didn't have any makeup, for example, you know, we just, we, we put sunspots on our faces, which as a woman was painful, but I did it. Um, but uh, we shot, what I remember very vividly was shooting the first couple of episodes because I got to work with Gabriel and we would shoot five cameras. And when you shoot five cameras, you have to assume you're on camera at all times. So it's kind of nice, the Shakespeare analogy, because it was kind of like being in a Shakespeare play. And a lot of the times I had nothing to say. I was just sitting there, but I knew that the scene was live at all times. Normally as an actor, you know, if you're off camera, you sort of modify a little bit of your delivery to leave the focus to the person who's on camera. But if you're shooting five cameras, you just have to assume that you're on some camera somewhere at all times. And so you just forget the technical aspects of it and just completely commit to the room and the space and the, and the story that's unfolding. So as an actor, I would say it was, it made me, it took me a lot, it made, reminded me a lot of what theater work is. And it, it allowed me sort of to bring that into, that active listening into my film work. And that was really a gift. And it, I think it helped me grow as an actor a lot. 
By the way, I, I did see in an interview where you mentioned not wearing makeup. And so I was like, <laughs> how, how bad could they look? And I'm like, they still look stunning. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you're kind. There were moments, but it's okay. It was raw. It was real. We embrace it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brett, you had our next question. Okay, so I had the absolute pleasure of re-watching Glee, the pilot episode, and a few others from the first season to prepare for our interview. So good, I'd forgotten, you know, I've kind of forgotten about it, but I thought you handled so many elements so well. You're very funny, and your comedy beats are amazing, and then so touching at times, and then, um, dare I say, very mean slash evil. Now, I understand <laughs> that as an actor, you don't make these judgments about your character, but mm-hmm. as an audience member, your character is a trifecta of mean, totally <laughs> manipulative, super entitled, and very self-involved. Now, what's it like to play that kind of character? Is it a challenge? Does the does the actor take it personally, or is the sign of success? I mean, it's got to be a blast. It's so much fun. I mean, it's so much fun. I was so hated. I do feel that as time has passed, more people have come around and said, hey, because the way I saw it was he was he was leaving and Terry knew that he was leaving and she didn't have the tools to save her marriage, but she wanted to save her marriage. And so she went about it all wrong. But the but the initial desire was was totally warranted I felt and defensible um I have a really nice story from from that time uh Ryan Murphy helped me Ryan Murphy has this way he's he's such a wonderful such a wonderful unique person so he'll just walk by you some days and he'll just say something and then he'll just walk away and one day we were filming and really Terry was pretty unpopular in America and everybody loved Emma and everybody hated me. And he walked by one day and he just said to me, poor Terry, she's always right. And it just helped so much. I knew exactly what he was saying. It was the approach that I had taken the entire time, which was that in her reality, this, it was all supported. It was just the way she did it didn't make, was really tragic, but it really, that released me as an actor and, and encouraged me to keep going. And then I think it's just really fun to mess with people. And so I just really enjoyed doing that. It was really fun. It was like, Emma was like this little, you know, puppy that I just batted around and I just that's kind that of okay really... well she kind of deserved it actually like Thank when you. I was watching it again I'm like going wait a minute she has yeah. eyes on you know Will Schuster from the get-go and that's not fair Thank you, know, you. you know describing... what it was yeah it was her bows because she always had these little bows on her costume and everybody mm. was like oh my god I love her but really <laughs> step off my man girl step off you, you have she to have somebody in bows of... right well, she had the whole sort of every time she is squirting liquids and 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 washing herself now makes a whole t- tons of sense. I'm like going, I get it, you know. So I know it was so clever. That show is so much fun. What's fun about that show too is like the really the secret I always thought was just to get it word perfect because the the lines were gold. I mean, I would get my script sometimes and I would think, oh, I can't believe I get to say this. This is if I just don't if I just say it clearly. 
Because as you know, that's sort of sometimes all I think comedy is, is just say it very clearly and that'll make it funny. And so I just would think sometimes just make sure you get all the words out and that will be all, that will be all I have to do because the script carries it completely. So I think I'm in your corner now, you know, it's that ah. Emma person. What is the deal? <laughs> It's a, it's know, a life's so. work, but I'm going to turn everybody <laughs> in. <laughs> Vanessa, you had our next one. Well, this is another kind of a listener question. Uh, we had questions come in from both Mallory and Dashani. And uh, essentially, th we love the storyline of um, Terry having infertility. And then we've, we've kind of maybe danced around this, but she pretends to be pregnant and she's not. And so I think um, both Mallory and Deshani did feel sorry for Terry because she's desperate to have a happy life. But unfortunately, um, some would say she's kind of mentally unstable, dangerous, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to ask, uh, did you have to create this backstory? And, or uh, maybe how were you, what were your thoughts going into um, that, that whole storyline with ending in the big, um, gosh, that scene is so great where, where he rips yeah. off your, your um, padding there. Um, it's, it's shocking and it's a great way to end that storyline. Uh, tell us your thoughts on, on that. Well, thank you, Mallory and Deshani. And I'm glad that I now have three people on Terry's side. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I felt, that's the thing. I felt a lot of sympathy for Terry all the time. Um, she was sometimes, uh, you know, a few of the things that I, that I retain from theater school that I'll write on my script all the time is I'll always write the word truth. Hmm. And I think it was her truth, you know, it, and I think that's a lot of life. Like you can get so attached to something and it becomes your truth and, and it can really damage you if you can't learn to pivot out of your perception. And I think she was, you know, we always thought that they had met in high school and we always, you know, part of the design was that she never really even transformed her look. You know, she never really evolved out of that high school perception of, of being with, you know, the cute guy and she's the cute girl and everything is perfect. And he was growing as a person and she wasn't growing at the same pace and she couldn't see it. And then I have to, you know, credit Matthew Morrison so much because I really feel like that relationship we found together and he was so incredibly available as an actor. And he also let me really, you know, kind of use him as my you know, a lot of the comedy was used in sort of like how he was sort of, uh, I guess, a sort of a victim of my attacks. That's one way of putting it. But, you know, but he was open to doing that. Sometimes you work with actors and they don't want to assume that role, but he, mm -hmm. he surrendered to that dynamic. And I think that's a lot of what fleshed out Terry as well as fleshed out him. And you're always so lucky when you have an actor who's available, that available and willing to find something that you could never find alone. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, uh, 
we had a, a lot of Gleeks uh, ask a lot of questions. So I don't want to <laughs> particularly focus so much on Terry because you you have done so many, like I mentioned uh, before, your acting credits are so vast uh, and so Thank incredible. You, you truly, uh, in modern television, it's almost like all these staple shows that really caught on and caught fire, you were involved in. So obviously you're a part of that magic that helps that be created. <laughs> And, and, you know, so um, even though this question, when it came to us, was more about your experiences on Glee, I just wonder in general, do you have stories or uh, co-stars or actors that you worked with um, on the production side, anyone that you worked with that you'd want to mention uh, maybe a particular story or just you were happy to get to work with this person? Thank you for that description. You know, you guys are actors, so you get it. It, it, it all looks really great in memory and 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 really it feels very random but but I sometimes can't believe the shows that I've been on um and and really uh it, you really land a job because somebody takes a chance on you and you know so obviously you know I David E. Kelly Ryan Murphy um, you know, Michael Hurst, like there were a lot of places where I ended up where people didn't know me and they gave me a shot and they get, and they gave me a chance. And then it's really up to you as an actor to kind of stake your claim and kind of say, okay, you, you invited me in. I'm, I'm not leaving. And I'm sort of like, that's kind of my thing. You know, I always try to, to advocate for my character so that you can't just dismiss them, you know, casually. Um, but I also have to, like I, I mentioned before, Gabriel Byrne, that, that was a really, that, I learned so much about acting from Gabriel Byrne because when we started that show, I really didn't have any lines, really, literally. And here's Gabriel Byrne, you know, Academy Award actor. He's come to, he lives in, he's from Ireland. So he's doing this local job. And then I'm like this Canadian actress. He's probably never even heard of me. And I walk up and I'm cast as his wife. And he turned to me one day and he said, nothing my character does, there's nothing that I'll do that you haven't told me to do. So before I speak at all times, I'll check with you. So he immediately pulled me visually into every scene because it forces the editor, where are you looking? Who is that? Why are you looking over there? And then he would look at me and would non-verbally seek my consent, which I would give him, and then he would speak. And because for him, he would say this, he'd say, this character is no good unless there are people who care about him. So you're the one who cares about him. So I need you to, we, the audience has to be invested in you as well. Otherwise, why would anybody care about a man who nobody cares about? Wow. I mean, it was like, it was yeah, incredible. Right? Isn't that mm -hmm. and so generous? Mm -hmm. Because he knew that I was kind of not a glorified extra, but practically at that point, you know, I was the wife in quotes. And he just elevated my role just by looking at me. I mean, knowing, I will always be indebted. And, yeah. and knowing his character enough to realize that that is not something that he's doing out of some kind of generosity, but because that is the character. I mean, that that's a sign of a really true actor, right? He was amazing because everybody, everybody came onto that show. All the men came onto that show and they were like pounding their chest. Yeah. I'm a Viking, I'm a Viking, I'm a Viking. And he played it so reluctantly 
which was so interesting. And I remember we had this scene where we were walking into the great hall, which is sort of like where we would hold court. And he had to wear this giant cape and my character's name or cloak, I guess. And my character's name was Siggy. And one day before we entered, it was kind of like entering, you know, from off stage. And one day he turned to me and he said, Siggy, do I have to wear the cloak? Wow. And I said, yeah, honey, you gotta wear the cloak. And then we entered in that energy. I mean, that's, that stuff is just, that's a masterclass. That was such mm -hmm. a gift. I, I mean, I, it changed, it, it, re, it, it kind of reinserted this, this love and belief I have in what it is that we do. And I, I really thank him for that. Mm -hmm. Brett, take us back to Big Shot for a little bit. Well, sure. Yeah. Going back to Big Shot, you've worked with David E. Kelly, as you said, but you've worked with him a number of times in your career, in your career and he's your producer and a writer for the new Disney Plus series. Um, what's it like to work together again? It's unbelievable. So David Kelly really uh, gave me my, my biggest break, uh, which is to say uh, 20 years ago, uh, he invited me to be on Boston Public, uh, which was a fantastic show about a public school in Boston. Again, like kind of a groundbreaking show telling the stories of teachers which who had never really been highlighted before, uh, or at least as, as I can remember. And, and then over the years, I have sort of, he has invited me to be on other shows of his, which is always, it's, there's nothing greater for an actor than to be invited back as, as you guys know. And then this one, this show involves David and it involves Bill DeLeo, who's also a producer who's been very kind to me over the years. And then Dean Laurie, who I'd never worked with before, but um, is our showrunner. And, you know, it's, this, this business is, is so strange because you don't really know that, people remember you, you'd, you'd never know that, I, you know, and then you get invited back and you think, oh my gosh, how wonderful. It's like coming home, especially because the school's set in a school. And also because I know I was sort of raised on David's work because that was my first big job is that it's all character driven and you have a lot of responsibility as an actor to, to really own, I always say this to young actors, your character is your department. So just as wardrobe is running all the clothes and props is responsible for keeping an eye on all the props, you have to run your character. And I think I learned that from David because the characters are so distinct and we're all inhabiting these different voices. And that's our responsibility is to, is to with conviction, bring that voice into the room. Because then when you put those two characters together, that's when the comedy and the, and the magic happens. But everybody has to be very clearly drawn to pull that off. Wow. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait Yay! to watch. Or I, I have really watched like you know, that whole thing. So. Right, got the whole it, thing. Got it. I've watched it. it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa? Well, I, I read, you know, going in the deep dive of the internet that the show actually came about after actor and comedian Brad Garrett pitched the idea. I'm a big Brad Garrett fan, and I, I just think he's so funny. So I wanted to ask, did you have a chance to work with him, meet meet Brad Garrett? Any Brad Garrett 
info Brad you can was, tell us? I know I'm the same. Brad was at a couple of our read-throughs in the beginning and I did get to meet him. And it's that same thing as an actor. You think, does he even know me? Does he know who I am? And then he came up and he said, you know, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. And you think, oh my gosh, he does, he does. But uh, <laughs> that's it so far. It would be fun if he made an appearance. That would be great. Yeah. That would, tall, I hope that know, happens. So yeah. basketball player at some point. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like it. Parent, I'll pitch it. I don't know. <laughs> Brett, a uh, question about uh, her co-star. Oh, well, well, we have to ask you about John Stamos, you know, who plays Marvin Korn. Interesting last name, but anyway, in Big Shot. Um, he's, <laughs> as you said, he's a huge Disney fan, but do you have any John Stamos Big Shot stories? Well, I can say this because I've heard John say this uh, in other interviews that we've done. John is not a sports fan. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, no. he is a Disney fan. So what else do you need in your life? Yeah, anyway, he's sorry. A, you <laughs> know, he's a musician. He's a theater guy. Uh, I mean, uh, John Stamos to me is so timeless. You know, as I've gotten to know him, I mean, this is somebody who can play every instrument, who knows everybody, collaborates with everybody. It, it, he's just, he's kind of, uh, he, he's really such a true performer in the, in the best sense. Um, but he's not passionate about sports. So I know that in the beginning, uh, he, he was, you know, we had to sort of do a couple of um, rehearsals explaining what the goal of the entire game was and what the intention was. I am a sports fan. I'm a huge sports fan. So it's just really fun sometimes to be like, no, the defense is down there, John. They're going that way. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he has a great sense of humor about it. Uh, and we certainly found our way. But uh, but that was really funny in the beginning. He had, he tells a really funny story about how he was so excited to get a David Kelly show. And then they said, oh, but it's basketball. And he thought, I don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> but that's our job. He knows, a, yeah. to, he knows a lot more guys. now. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Did oh, you, uh, I actually... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I actually have another question as a follow-up. So you, you did you did you play basketball or did you play sports? Yes, I did. So I played every sport I could as a kid. I grew up in Canada. So I played uh, a form. I don't think they played anymore, but I played ringette, which was like hockey for girls. Um, and I played, I, I went to a very small school, but I was on the basketball team, the badminton team, the swim team, the volleyball team. And track, and probably track was my, where I actually excelled, um, but I love sports. I mean, I watch all sports and I, I do link it back to loving theater and loving acting and that whole idea of collaboration and when things sync up and when preparation meets, you know, uh, the unexpected. Uh, but I'm, I'm a big sports fan. And I, and well, I still it, am pretty athletic, but I just like to play tennis and that kind of thing. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I have, I have friends actually I've met through Disney that um, are from Canada and mm -hmm. it's so funny. I'm learning all about, cause we've actually been in the parks together just kind of by accident and then one time on purpose, but anyway, mm -hmm. but it was learning, learning about um, um, hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights and all this. So mm -hmm. it's a yeah. hockey is huge. I know it's kind huge. of a stereotype, but it, but you gotta love it. I'm like going, I, I like, I text back and forth with them, you know, as the season moves along. So it's kind of <laughs> there's nothing like a live hockey game. If you ever get the chance to 
see. It's hard to watch on TV, but if you see it live and then you really understand Get it. what these players are doing and how hard it is, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Vanessa. On my list now. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I have a question about Yvette Nicole Brown. She is also in Big Shot. She's kind of the queen of Disney Plus right now. She's um, having been in Big Shots. She's uh, in the Big Fib, a new family game show on Disney Plus and uh, the live action of Lady and the Tramp. And uh, she's a huge Disney fan too. So yeah. you know, we have we have to ask, what's it like working, uh, working with her? You know, sometimes you get a job and you just enjoy it and you enjoy the people and it is what it is and you're grateful and you all go on your way. And then sometimes you get a job and you make a friend. And that's what I feel happened with Yvette. She's such a one, she's so talented just to begin with. Um, and it's so much fun to play with her and, and our characters are friends and, and, but she's my boss. So we run up against a couple of conflicts in that light. Um, and so that's just been really fun because when you work with somebody like that, it's the same idea. You prepare and then you, you release your expectations because you're going to end up in a true conversation with that other actor. And she's definitely that, that kind of performer. And then as you guys know, I mean, she's, she's just so incredibly generous and thoughtful and has a, a kind of drive in her life that is inspiring. Um, if, intimidating um, because it's, <laughs> she's so accomplished um, and she does appear. I know I was just um, communicating with her. She was just directing. She's, you know, she's just so open and um, a doer. And it's nice to have that, that kind of friend in your life. It, it's, it's very, she's just a, a, real, a true inspiration. Just can't wait to watch all of you together. It seems like uh, such a, like you were saying at the very beginning, a collaborative effort bringing this show uh, to us all. And so a reminder to our listeners that it is on Disney Plus right now. You can go and watch this show right after we're done. Um, and you've, you've done such a tremendous job in Vikings. Uh, you play dramatic really well. It seems like Big Shot yeah. might be a bit more of a, a bit more lighthearted affair, um, maybe more in the vein of glee but i'm wondering how you as an actor uh first of all how do you feel playing the dramatic versus the comedic and also do you have a preference or is that kind of like picking children <laughs> well i i think what, whichever one you're doing you kind of yearn to do the other but i love doing comedy i will be honest because i think there's a, a little bit of a, a technical thing to comedy that i really enjoy but i will say that I was nervous doing Disney because it, you know, as you guys have so kindly reviewed my resume, there's not a lot of Disney toned material in there. And I tend to play, you know, darker characters, heavier characters, maybe more manipulative or characters with agendas. And there was one day when we were filming, cause I was nervous. Cause I was thinking like, I don't really know that I, that I have, what it takes to be on Disney. And we were filming one day and before the take, I was just sort of off camera, like smiling and smiling and smiling. And one of the young, um, the players, the girls who play uh, on the basketball team, she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to get my head into a lighter place because <laughs> I think I tend to come at things from kind of a darker place, but it's really important that we keep this in the realm of, you know, as high as the stakes are, this is not Vikings. So um, it, it was a challenge for me, but 
that's sort of what it's all about. I mean, it's so funny as an actor when somebody says, hey, we think you can do this. And you think, I don't know that I can do that. And then you think, well, if they think I can do it, I better figure it out. And so I had this way of like kind of trying to bring extra oxygen to my brain to keep it a little bit lighter than might be my usual default. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Now you I'm sure it worked well. I hope so. You'll tell me. <laughs> <laughs> You've mentioned that a lot of your co-stars are really into Disney and Disney parks and things like that. Are you yourself? Have you visited the parks before? This is the question I feared. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been to Disneyland. I did the half marathon at Disneyland um, when my daughter was very young. And then the next day I took her to Disneyland. And that's the only time I've ever been. And it's not that I don't like it. I just didn't grow up with it at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, at all, at all, at all, at all. So it's not, it doesn't sort of, uh, for so many people, it holds childhood memories. And for me, it's kind of foreign. I do, thought, I thought it was gorgeous and my daughter loved it so much and she's been several times since, um, but it just, doesn't have, I was thinking about the fact that we were going to speak today and I was thinking, what is my relationship to Disney? And really it was, when I was a kid, it was Sunday nights. Um, the, uh, it was Herbie and there was sometimes like a Disney movie. And I remember my dad would watch football and the Disney was on the other channel and he would always say, there's only three minutes left in the game. You'll be fine. And that's when I learned that three minutes in a football game is an hour and a half and you will miss your Disney show. So that's really my nostalgic uh, relationship to Disney is when I was a kid uh, watching that, that Disney hour on a Sunday night. Well, and now oh. think because of Disney Plus, your show gets to be added to that collection for younger people and moving forward uh, into what they're going to remember and attribute to That's that type crazy. of the series. And, and it's just so, it's so great. Um, and thank you so much. You know, I would say I, I'm going to go do a run Disney. I'm planning on maybe doing the, the marathon in Florida next January. Oh. So come and run it with me. And then okay. you can visit <laughs> I want to train for uh, something. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that and do another. And then the, I, I should see the one in Florida. Cause I hear that that's really spectacular. It really, the it medals really is. are amazing though. Aren't they? The medals did. did oh you yeah. The medals are really, the, oh yeah. That's intense. right. Yeah. yeah. So, I will so. say, I mean, we ran, we ran through the park, which was great, but then we just ran through a lot of Anaheim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that interesting. Yeah, that's, that's what's nice about Florida <laughs> is that they own that whole area. So it's all busy, but uh, this is our final question for you. And it's just one that I like to give to actors that are in the middle of doing a lot of press and promoting their uh, material and promoting their shows and promoting really their creativity. And that's just to ask if there's something about your character or the show that you haven't been asked yet, but you really wanted to speak to or speak about? What a great question. You know, I feel, I don't know how this would be posed in a question exactly, but I, one thing that I will say is that it's, as somebody who has worked for so long in the industry, and I think for a long time as a woman, I think that I, I felt so often that my character was being minimized, you know, just by the, the idea was like, she's the ex-wife, she's the, 
She's the, the quote unquote mistress. She's the nasty wife. And it was, and you knew that, that, that from a writing standpoint, it wasn't, it wasn't being valued. You just knew that because that's the way we told stories. And I always felt like I was not going to allow this person to be minimized. And I think what's changed now, and I do really feel like it's reflected in this show is that Holly's not just the assistant coach. It's not a device. It's now as women, and it's it, and this applies also, I feel, to the girls on the basketball team, that if we had made this show 10 years ago, I don't know that they would have been given the space to be as evolved as characters, which not only do they deserve, but young women deserve to see themselves and they deserve to see their stories and the things that they truly genuinely care about, not what we assume they care about, but genuinely care about reflected in the story. So I know it's uh, maybe it's a little bit, um, well, that's how I feel. You know? No, it's perfect. It's feel. perfect. It's, it's time. It's happening a little bit later than we'd all hoped, but we're getting there now. So let's We are do getting it. there more and more. You and I, it, we all deserve to be reflected in the stories that we tell. And I feel this momentum and I'm so grateful because we all knew it. Don't think we didn't know, but we were just working within these much more limited parameters. And the fact that we're opening it up and we're allowing these voices to actually exist, you know, in, in, in their full form really makes, is going to make a huge difference. And it's, I mean, it's going to, it's something that I'm proud to be a part of. That's wonderful. We yeah, just yeah. cannot wait uh, to watch Big Shot. Thank you so much for your time today. You've been so gracious with your time with us. And uh, it's just been wonderful getting to chat with you. Guys, guys, thank you so much. This is really lovely. It's always a pleasure to connect with, with other actors. It makes for a different kind of conversation. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That was such a fun conversation today to get to have with Jessalyn. Thank you so much for uh, to her for her time and to speak to us about this brand new show on Disney Plus and also some of her acting credits to go along because she has had such a, a wonderful career. I was just thrilled to get a chance to get to know her a little bit more. And really, we, we asked her a lot of questions more about uh, acting technique and acting philosophy than maybe we, we have in the past. And it's just really fun to be able to delve into to that side of things as well. Uh, Vanessa, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on the interview we just had. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, you know, at one point she was talking about how her co-star on Vikings kind of gave her tips that made her feel like she was in a masterclass. That's what I felt listening to her. I really felt like I was in a masterclass for acting. And, you know, they make it, actors make it look so easy that to hear their thought process on a wide range of of characters that she has played in particular is really fascinating and I I really enjoyed hearing her take on the dramatic parts as well as the more lighthearted comedic parts like Terry Schuster from Glee so I'm fascinated truly yeah it was just uh incredible to be able to talk to her about the, the nature of acting. She's had so many varied performances, uh, varied roles. And I, I think she's really excited about Big Shot. It just seems like something that uh, whenever we come back to it, seems like she's really 
had this connection with her co-stars and just enjoyed the time that she's been able to spend on that set. And particularly because it was a longer process than any of them would have predicted. And I'm glad that it is finally here on Disney plus. You can absolutely go check it out now. And I can't wait. I, I know I'm going to be doing that as soon as I can. Brett, your thoughts on the interview. Well, either I've watched it or I'm watching it right after this. So <laughs> I'm thinking I probably have watched it already and I loved it. Um, but anyway, I, it's, it was so wonderful talking to her again about her process and learning so much. Oh my gosh, she was so kind to, we did mention that we met, you know, we're actors, we're community theater actors and we met that way, but she'd sort of, the way she, you know, would talk to us as actors was very generous and very nice. And I'm like going, I guess we do have a lot in common, you know, every, anyone who's doing, you know, acting at any level. And so it was so nice to, for her to include us, you know, kind of as, uh, as, you know, one of the group there. So I enjoyed that, but it's all about Big Shot and her stories and the people that are in it. And I cannot wait, or I loved it. And it, it's very strange to put it this way. So um, you're like Schrodinger's, I'll be watching it again. You're yes. Schrodinger's <laughs> Brett. You're, you're, yeah. the, you're in I'm both there. the state of watching it and having not watched it all at the same time. That's the universe. Exactly. You're living in. I love it. That's yeah. kind of, it is. And I, We'll watch it again either way. So I can't wait. And we would encourage you to go out and watch it because, uh, again, I mentioned it during the interview. We've had so many established properties on Disney Plus, whether that be The Mandalorian, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even The Mighty Ducks. But this is truly an original show, David E. Kelly led show coming straight to Disney Plus. It's definitely something worth checking out and we hope that you do. And thanks again to Jesslyn for a wonderful interview. If you're fans of Jesslyn and you're checking us out for the first time, you can subscribe to our podcast. We've had uh, really just a great amount of guests and some wonderful conversations that you can go back on any podcast feed and find us by searching for Beyond the Mouse. We are also part of NPR Illinois, so you can find us on nprillinois.org. As well, we are part of the Front Row Network, so you can find us on social media by searching for Beyond the Mouse podcast on Facebook. We also have a Beyond the Mouse podcast pals Facebook group where we can do a lot of interaction with one another. So I would really highly encourage that you check out that and join that group. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod, and also on Twitter, Beyond Mouse on Twitter been such a great time with you two today. It was a wonderful time with Jessalyn. I am going to go watch Big Shot. Let us know how you feel about the premiere and about the show uh, in the comments on our social media posts for this particular episode. And thank you to those listeners that contributed some questions as well. Be sure to follow us on social media because then you might be able to get in on the fun uh, as we have these guests in the future. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Acting. Acting. Wonderful Not woman's so. stories. Yeah, yeah, a whole new it's point so of cool. view. It, it's so cool. I was going to mention this. It's so cool that um, she talked about seeing yourself in film because that's such a running uh, creative idea that we have. And I'm so grateful for it uh, that it's here in 2021. <laughs>